0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
1: Hello, everyone. Dankaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola.
2: 안녕하세요. Assalamualaikum.
1: Thank you, Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. You now 12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Kiai okay, everyone, I'm Arina Aizal and the cutie Connector here at Otago Access Radio and we are here for another live Connecting Cultures Features show. So as you've heard, Connecting Cultures Features is a show featuring interviews of the multicultural people of the needed. So today we have a conversation with Pione Longo, the Youth Engagement Coordinator of the Dunedin City Council, um, specifically the Dunedin Public Library. Um, she is here with us today to talk about her Samoan culture and um, her personal cultural identity, um, and also promoting a cadetship, um, which is basically a paid internship for Maori and Pacifica, um youth to work at the library. But before we start the interview, I've got a vaccination message that it's important for us to know about uh, this week. So New Zealand is currently... At red so at red there are more mask requirements and reduced gathering limits. Red is not locked down. And here's what you can do to slow the spread of Omicron. Firstly, wear a face covering whenever you leave the house. Secondly make sure you have your my vaccine pass ready to be scanned uh, because most places will have restrictions in place. And lastly, get a booster dose if you're over 18 and it has been four months since your last dose. You can either book today um, by appointment using Book My Vaccine, or you can just walk in to a walk-in clinic for your vaccine booster today. Um, so, if you are over 12 and over, walk-in appointments are available at the Meridian Mall, Dunedin. Walk-ins are also available at some GPs, and you can find more information about this at the southernhealth.insid slash COVID-19 slash clinics, um, so it has a link to all the options that you have um, in And for children aged 5 to 11 years old, bookings are required unless specifically noted, and you can book online at BookMyVaccine or call 800 uh, It's available from 8am to 8pm, 7 days a week. Um, this is very useful. Translation services are available in over 40 languages. And there's the option to use New Zealand Relay Services. Um, so that is the vaccination update that we have for this week. If you haven't got your booster, I recommend that you do. I've already got mine last week and I am feeling good now. Uh, I had a sore arm, but that was, uh, the only major issue that I had. And I know that it's different for everyone, but most importantly, you are, uh, boosted, um, and keeping everyone safe. Kiara ora, Pioni Longo. Thank you for being here today okay, on our nice show. Nice you. <laughs> um, would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners?
0: Cool. So I'm Pioni Longo, like you said, love the intro. I work for the Dunedin City Library. And this year, because NZL... Oh my God, I got that wrong. But anyway, <laughs> so the, the big law library organisation that lives in Wellington, uh, who... Do all these wonderful amazing things have given us money for the year uh, and basically to create my role so i'm the my official fancy title is the youth engagement coordinator and basically uh what that means is i have to figure out what that means so part of my job is to engage youth, but specifically teens, because we have these amazing wonderful youth librarians who I steal all my ideas off, uh, and basically just to specifically engage sort of 14 to 24 year olds. Hmm. You know, 14 to 18, 14 to 24, that's sort of <clears> – <throat> sometimes they can be a bit iffy on the age range. But so basically what I want to do is I want to create programs for them so they come to the library. I want the library to be sort of a safe, comfortable space for them to come and read. And I think there's also, uh, especially with this age range, there is an emphasis on reading for pleasure. Mm. So I don't want reading to be something that is boring to you. I firmly believe <laughs> that um, you love reading. You just haven't found a book that you like, right? Mm. So I think, and I, there's a snobbery as well that comes, I think, with the library that the libraries in general have to overcome because they're sort of like, oh, I only read the classics the point is is this this is meant to be fun or there's no point. Like you are meant Mm -hmm. to enjoy yourself reading, or why are you doing it? You're not meant, it's not meant to be a chore, Mm
2: -hmm. it's
0: a fun thing. So I, well at least I came to the shop with that real mindset of it, (laughs) because I remember when I was growing up, the library was like a free place that you could, I'm like, because my mum was a single mum, so it was free childcare essentially, <laughs> which it shouldn't be now. But she would just be like, i am been to the library after school, and she would leave me there." And like, how about I was such a good girl, I never left. Like my sister was like, "You know, you could have left the library and like gone to the streets." Or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was just reading in the library.
1: Oh, what a good child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I think the library. Such an amazing like philosophically, I think it's an amazing place. Because where else you can learn anything here. Like I learned about cat diabetes the other day. Did you know cats can get diabetes? I did
1: not know that.
0: This lady came in and she was really sad. She's like, Oh my cat has diabetes, do you have any books? And I was like, Oh no, you can learn anything here. And the knowledge is all free and usually it's vetted so we have an amazing uh there there are like several departments in this whole building and we have a department and their job is just to like they buy all the books and they catalog all the books so as information will go out of favor and fashion like you know how pluto is not a planet anymore yeah So you would look at, uh, so you have an idea of the collection and as Pluto phases out (laughs) as being a planet, you suddenly, you have all these books that say that Pluto is a planet. So you're like, oh, I have to buy more books that tell us about that change or, and they have to be like peer reviewed. And then I have to look at the children's section as well and find books for children that are peer reviewed. So I think with fake news as well, which is something I hate there is, um, in the library, you always have a sort of responsibility to vet whatever comes into your collection. Because I sort of, I think of it like an art gallery, Mm -hmm. so whoever runs the art gallery will curate the pieces. So they'll be like, oh, you know, I have this, you know, 19th century, um, like in the Dunedin art gallery, there's a Monet, and with, books are similar. So they're like, form little pieces of art, and how do they serve the patrons? And how do they add to your collection as a bigger picture? Mm. So I'm very, yeah, I find that very um, comforting because you, there is an expectation that the books that we buy, because they're expensive, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we spend a pile of money on, that they will at least be vetted a little bit. So there won't be some random Facebook, you know, (laughs) theearthisflat.com, that Earth Society. Yeah. You know, Trump was right, that sort of thing. Mm. So um, I think it's such a tool because, you know, you get CEOs and homeless people that come in. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time because, you know, we cater to such a vulnerable community. And, like, this is a warm place in winter, like yeah. away from the rain. So you have a lot of people that just come in and just sometimes they don't the even read.
1: Thank you so much for being so passionate about talking on this. I feel like, you know, you have a view on library that I've never thought of when you said about it being like an art gallery, cur- curating books and stuff. You know, that's a really beautiful analogy. <laughs> and I think uh, it's very special that you shared it with us.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> um thank you for telling us about your role can you share with us about yourself personally because oh. this is a connecting cultures uh features uh, show so i do like to let my guests share about their culture the things that make them feel um strong about themselves so if you can uh, share with us what makes you you
0: Oh, so I'm Samoan, I'm half actually. My mum's family, they're Pakia and they come from here. But I grew up with my dad's side, he's Samoan. Uh, in Samoa actually, I would to take memories. Yeah, take memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's actually a library in Samoa, mm-hmm. And I'm fanfare at the moment because I have a $40 pint.
1: Oh, no. I know. I'm like, I'm I, all out right. Shout out to the library. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but, okay. That's so funny that you ended up working um, at a library when you have a $40 yeah, fine <laughs> in overseas. <laughs> like, I wanted for my library fine. Yeah. Oh, no. I was young. I just want to point out.
0: I was very young. And the Dunedin Libraries, we don't have fines for overdue fees, so... Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Just want I put that out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm someone and I think uh, something that I did, I came to New Zealand and uh, for school and stuff for um, like the first year of high school. So we moved here after in we were in the Pacific a lot. My mom's a nurse. Mm. So we travel around we did. I'm a free adult now. <laughs> 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 I don't travel with her we can Uh so we traveled around the Pacific a lot. So we were in Nauru for a while, mm. and we we're in Sokilao for a while and we we're in Samoa for a while and also like up top of Australia, like we were in on the Tanami Desert and then we were in the Tiwi Islands, which is it's near Darwin basically. <laughs> so uh yeah, so we moved around a lot because my mom is all about that. She's acts of service are so very important to her.
2: Mm.
0: So she sort of and then she dragged her kids and her husband with her. <laughs> <laughs> so my family's very matriarchal, which I think which is I don't know, my mum's party heart, but my family is very matriarchal and um she's very strict. Mm. And I think that's probably a language that my um that my dad understood because some families there's a lot of strict, you know, women matriarch yeah keeping the family together getting stuff done you know mm-hmm. love so, that <laughs> um yeah I um I spent some I've up some more in here and I remember coming to New Zealand and uh like everyone was so because I'm quite fair like I came out very very white colored and I remember teachers being they were so shocked that i was Samoan because if you pronounce my name a little bit differently um they it's English so you can go p e logo and that's that's a that's a popular name so I remember them being also shocked They're like, oh you're someone and I was like, yeah it's not a secret <laughs> and then it was sort of like which is not as bad as some of the other kids in my class would get but it was always those little sort of niggly things like oh you're an islander you you don't act like an islander like, what does that mean <laughs> What are you saying? Okay. Say what you mean. Let's it. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think you sort of, you become aware it's like, oh, you know, you're not like the rest of them, but like, what the, are you trying to fight me? What's happening?
1: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as if being not like the rest of them is a good thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, are you trying to say I'm an alien? Like, <laughs> and what's wrong with them? Yeah. There's nothing. What's wrong with you? So, I think there was sort of, and of course, you know, my mum, who is the matriarch of our family, was always an expectation of like success and you know get good grades, <laughs> stuff mm. like that. So I think um, that sort of unit. And my dad would stay at home, like he would, he did my pigtails and like packed our lunch and it's so you know very cute.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Dad. <laughs> And uh, it's something he just understood completely because I think, you know, he had he has all these sisters and his mum is, my name is amazing, rest in peace. So I think um, at least coming to New Zealand, there was an understanding that, you know, you will have to, this is something that you will have to get over. This perception of who you are is something that you will have to overcome and um, yeah, a lot of refuge I found was in the library. <laughs> because you can, I think it's, it's an exercise in empathy as well. Mm. Because you can read about all these people that are, you know, struggling through all these things. And maybe you read about a character that you don't, not a nice person, <laughs> yeah. and, you, um, and you you have to sort of find that empathy in your heart, or maybe you hate them forever. But it's uh, you get to see how people live in a way that is often non-judgmental
1: depending on how well the writing is. But anyway, I'm, I forgot the question. <laughs> uh, we are just talking about your story and how you define your cultural identity. And, you know, um, similar to you, um, so I came to New Zealand when I was 10 years old. Mm -hmm. um back then I didn't really understand how I was different to other people um I I came from Malaysia by the way (laughs) um I was only here for a few years and then I went back to Malaysia but that's the time when I felt culture shocked with my own oh, culture, wow. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like no one really understood what I was saying, um, even though I was using the right words. But <laughs> um, it was probably the the internal language, you know, that I was speaking about. Um, so yeah, I it felt quite alienated with my own culture. I don't really understand why until I came back and trying to, you know, manage my two worlds, you know, growing up as a Malay and also growing up as Kiwi. So that's a very um, interesting place to be in. And um, it's so funny how, you know, we learn about cultures while we are growing up and we didn't realize it how much we were learning until we're an adult and we look back like, oh, wow, I went through all that. Those were the things my friends told me, you know? Hmm. I remember um
0: I had this friend and he's Korean. So and his parents are Korean. And in the islands, the way that you greet people with respect is you, you hug them and you kiss them on their cheeks. Hmm. But in Korea that's and this is a first meeting. So if I meet like older someone, I will greet them by hugging them and kissing them on the hmm. cheeks. <laughs> My friend's Korean parents, like, They who like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> because that's such a, like, that's an informal greeting to Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So it was, like, it's so interesting to see, oh, what is appropriate wear? Yeah. <laughs> They were like, his dad is a Jaffa so bad. Yeah. He, he was like, he, he jumped. Yeah.
1: And then, and then the boy was like, my dad doesn't even hug me sometimes. <laughs> Can you just going in right at the beginning. I love that. That's such an Asian thing. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So things like that, you know, you just don't realize until you actually encounter people um different couches yeah, and then yeah, you see yeah. how they act with the things that you're used to doing yeah I was
0: trying to be polite <laughs> and he was like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah and for him probably uh, polite isn't a hug it's
0: completely different yeah like, it's not the same thing at all yeah i don't do that anymore just generally now when i when i greet other islanders they'll be the hug but if it's just like random yeah i'm not quite sure it'll just be a
1: handshake you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it won't be kiss yeah yeah. meet them in the middle you know yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. oh that's great (laughs) thank you for sharing that wow um yeah Um, So I was wondering if you could share with us the work you are currently doing at the library um, about an internship, a paid internship for Maori and Pacifica. So I think it's useful to share that on radio for our Maori and Pacifica listeners.
0: Cool. So uh, basically, as part of my job, I've been given some money to have some, essentially interns. They're paid. You'll be paid. It's 10 hours. It's part-time. And essentially what you'll be doing is, I've uh, got you doing some archiving, so you'll be moving some plays, some royalty plays. Uh, we're going to the Bindery, this is a Bindery, and you're gonna be making a book, which I'm very excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so it's a lot of readers' advisory. So a lot of my job is, um, oh, what do you like to read? Oh, if you like this, you might like this. Or what do you hate? What was what your least favourite book? <laughs> it's so cute, because you get all these little old ladies and they're like, you know, they really like their romance books. So, you get all these little old, old ladies come up and be like, I like Nora Roberts. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> this is very cute. So, uh, basically, I would have you bouncing around all of the departments in the library. I uh, you doing some returns. We have, like, in our basement floor, there's a huge room, and it's got this massive machine, and it just sorts books, and it's my favourite thing in the world. So, you'll be <laughs> working on returns a little bit and just basically talking to all the librarians here I've got you know all these things lined up and I think because a lot of people are like how did you come be- become a librarian and every literally everyone I've talked to is different some people went to library school some people did it library school we have, so we have a lot of teachers that are here that ended up here we have a lot of um like there's a lady at home services and she grew up in sexual health so you know there are so many avenues. And what I line to keep coming back to, because it rhymes, is you can't be what you can't see. So I think for Mono in Pacifica, because there is sort of, there is a snobbery around the library that is colonial, like it's that colonial stank, mm. <laughs> which is, um, you know, something that has to be overcome and is not a reality at all here. Um, but, like, I understand that 100 years of... <laughs> <laughs> i not it's not an easy thing to ever come. But um, yeah, so you can't be what you can't see. It's for Mario and Pacifica, and I want them to come and see the library as a viable option for careers. And even if it's not, you know, it's, it's going to look amazing on those CVs, it's going to look amazing on those applications. You're going to get paid, you know. If you have like after school sport and stuff like that, I'm sort of looking for 18 to 20 year olds, if you've got a church commitment. You can make up the hours elsewhere. We're very flexible. The point of this is to be fun, to work hard, and to earn money. You yeah. yeah. the trifecta of life. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm very excited. It starts. Oh my god, it's starting so close. If I've done everything right, it will start in February, just after Whitsun. So the fir- first day, fingers crossed, I'm hoping, will be on the eighth
2: mm.
0: of February. And the way that you apply is that you email me or you, you can come to the library also and ask me. I would love that. No one's asking yeah. <laughs> me. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the internship. We're very excited. Oh, mm. no. Um, everyone's, because I'm sending all of these departmental emails out, and everyone's so excited in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're like they're just so willing so you wouldn't be left in the dark it'd be a lot of training health and safety stuff all of that wonderful stuff that you have to do when you join a job
1: yeah thank you so much for providing that opportunity for us um for their listeners to um think about because they might have you know friends who are looking for an internship and people who just love reading in general you know yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's open for them to apply. That's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
0: it was it was my boss. <laughs> my amazing bosses. Uh,
1: um. So I was wondering if we could go for a song break. Oh um, yes. Yeah. So, do you have a song for us to play? Can it be any song? It can be any song. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. I think I have one in mind.
1: Where is? Okay, this is
0: a song that we used to jam out to when I was growing up in Samoa. It's by Bania Soloa or Oi Oletsoa.
1: All right, so we'll be right back after the song break. Yay! Back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and you're here for Connecting Cultures Features. and I'm here with Pioni. Hello! Yay! <laughs> uh, so, thank you for the song um, recommendation that you brought for us today. Can you tell us a bit about the song you just played?
0: Um, so, I just remember, I to law, we used to play her just all the time when I was a thermal. I just and I recently, like, I think she just got added to Apple Music. So, she came up in my, like, 4 year recommended. I am like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been listening to her quite frequently because it's, like, only a couple of songs. It's, like, two hours, Apple Music. And I find a lot of, like, One music is not necessarily on Apple Music. You have to, like, mm. find it on those YouTube mixes. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, no, I was so excited. Whenever anything like what well, remotely Pacific Islander gets added to
1: Apple Music, mm. I'm like, oh my
0: god! Yeah, no, um, I, I, see, like early two thousand stuff. Like, there's a lot now. Mm. There are hella talented Pacific Islanders out there who sing so well. But a lot of like the early two thousand stuff, I'm sort of looking for a bit more. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can relate to that because, um, you know. Um, there are songs that I listen to that's not on Apple Music and I kind (laughs) of wish they were because that's like where I listen to just, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. There's
0: a customer
1: here (laughs) I want to be a customer (laughs) Should put a review on Apple (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So during the song break we uh, had a chat and we realized that we were in the same psychology uh, degree, oh, yeah. yeah. It's such so like a
0: small
1: world. It is, yeah. And we mm-hmm. graduated during the same year, so we might have been um, classmates during some time. So oh, that's no. mm, so that's very interesting to find out. Um, so I did psychology and minoring in gender studies, and you did. I
0: did psychology minoring in criminology. Hmm.
1: So, like criminology and gender studies, I think they're in the same department.
0: Yeah, Criminology, Sociology, and Gender Studies, I share stuff. Yeah. Those professors are hella talented, and they know everything. Yeah,
1: they're so perfect. I had such good experience with, um, in my Gender Studies and Sociology papers. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm. mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: oh my god and the teachers were so cool I don't remember her name but she had like a side
1: shave before and, cool and she talked about her daughters a lot and I'm like oh my god I want to be when I grow up yeah <laughs> it's so cool Um, yeah Um, I think we were talking about this because you asked how I started going on radio and- yeah
0: how did you become a radio you <laughs> I'm not a radio person
1: yeah DJ so- oh my god are you a DJ I wouldn't call myself a DJ a radio DJ <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh no, um. So so it's really interesting how our degrees are similar and like how we can use our degree in quite different, um, you know, fields. Like you're in, yeah, in the library. different yeah, place.
0: Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm in the library, and you're a radio DJ.
1: So, so it's like a spectrum of like quiet and loud. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. like shh, library <laughs> and the radio station. <laughs> uh, Sometimes I get stretched at work. Do you? <laughs> like,
0: oh. oh no! Because <laughs> I'm, like I'm like always laughing and then you just hear me like. <laughs> <and> then,
1: <laughs> shush. Oh. oh, I do not realize that it's even a policy to be quiet in a library office. Oh, it
0: depends on where you are. So usually, because I'm up on the second floor, it's fine. You know, noise oh. is encouraged. But if I'm like in the in the quiet areas that are like there
2: there's signs there that say this is a quiet area
0: for like quiet reading and i'm like hi hi <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> this is like quiet area. <laughs> uh-huh. well that makes sense
1: <laughs> um i was wondering if you can share some things about well-being practices this is so random but i feel like it's a conversation that we should have all the time, you know. Oh
0: my god! No, you're right. Mm. And also, I'm so bad at them. Like I'm good at giving advice, yep. and never taking it.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am on the radio talking about well-being to other people when I don't take care of myself.
0: <laughs> uh. I I read something that I really liked somewhere, and it was it was talking specifically about the element of spirituality. Ah. So in the islands, I think God is present always. And I think part of colonialism was warping the idea that spirituality doesn't exist. Because when you talk about the dead, especially, um, you know, you sort of talk about them, how they're present with you. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're aware of all the stupid shit you're doing. <laughs> So I think – and to deny a culture the whole idea, to deny an entire culture's idea around, like, that sort of spiritual practice around the dead, you know, is for example or around um, like ideas of tuple to mm-hmm. deny because we have it too in someone's like similar in someone to deny that reality is a form of racism mm-hmm. and, and i um weirdly enough i experienced it in the um because i I've, I've been to therapists before by the way guys you know it's not a big deal get it talk mm-hmm. to someone mm-hmm. um talk to a paid professional and Weirdly enough, it was something that me and my friends experienced when encountering psychiatrists. So I would have dreams about, like, like I would see my grandmother or something, and usually whenever I would tell my dad that, he'd be like, oh, she's trying to tell you something, you're not doing something. I'd be like, okay. And I brought it up randomly with my, with my psychiatrist, and he was like, oh, you're hallucinating. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put me on some, like, very serious drugs.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Because he was like, oh, she's having a psychotic break and she's completely hallucinating. She's like, maybe early onset schizophrenia. I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. So I think um, especially when you're talking about, when you talk about the haura model, which is the Maori one that everyone talks about, mm. you know, there's that, referencing um, now. there is an element of spirituality that yeah. is integral to the house. So you know you have emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual well-being, mm. and I think there's family as well, and they can't be passed apart. Mm. So I think, and on a whenever I need to stay grounded, because family and spirituality, at least for me, is so tied up together. Yeah. So to I think to deny that extra part of the picture because you want to fit into a model that is a bit <coughs> Caucasian. Yeah. You have to—you um, deny a, a pillar of your house. Yeah. So I think you have to sort of acknowledge it, and maybe help the person that you're talking to, the health professional, um, understand that you are in fact not hallucinating. Maybe, maybe it's just something that they like, haven't thought of. Before.
1: Yes. Oh, well, I'm so sure you've that. Why, it. you know, if
0: you're a PI and you want to sort of become a psychiatrist, you know, first yes, you no. Know, yeah.
1: I have a very similar story as well. Um, (laughs) So after the Christchurch attack, I started going to meet therapists, and um, at Student Health, we have the options to change therapists if we if we don't like them.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's a good one. So the first one I got, um, I started talking to him about my issues. You know, feeling like I don't belong here because racism, blah blah blah. And uh, he started telling me how to ground myself using breathing techniques. And I, I don't see how that's going to help with my belonging issues. <laughs> because he understood that as anxiety, therefore how to treat anxiety by mm-hmm. breathing. Um, okay, sure. <laughs> so that didn't help. So um, I asked for a change and mm-hmm. I got this wonderful therapist she's Maori and she asked me what do you like doing what do you enjoy doing who are the people who you enjoy spending time with she went on this really spiritual journey with me until I found myself again (laughs) you know yeah, it's, shout out to her. yeah to she really helped me because at that moment, you know, when something traumatic happens, like, you know, um, you're a your target of racism, for example, mm-hmm. you lose that part of you that makes you feel like who you are. And, you know, it only takes someone to point that out um, in a most spiritual way that, you know, you have to find yourself again. You know, not everything can be solved by breathing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> have you thought about just breathing? Uh, yeah. Like,
0: uh, oh, uh, no.
1: you'll
0: <laughs> be fine, you know. Yeah. You
1: so it's so interesting, right, how um, we need more people who have knowledge on Indigenous um, knowledge. And basically, yeah, yeah and like... Yeah. Different cultures and how they react to trauma and the things they um, go through yeah, every yeah. time. Yeah.
0: Because, um, you know, there are a lot of uh, talk about how, because mental illness has, the way that we talk about it, it's always existed. I think just the language around it has changed and more people are talking about it. But when you look at sort of indigenous practices to um, exercise, you know, like usually they would other the depression and they'll call it a demon and they'll exercise it basically. I know that some cultures would have, like, a feed. Like, they'd have, like, a feed and they'd, have, they'd buddy you up with someone and you just follow, like, a kamatsuwa around, mm. like, a an elder. And, you know, it's interesting to see. And it's always about – it's never about isolation with a lot of Indigenous sort of yeah. treatments for mental health, mm. It's always about, like, family and whanos. Yeah. I, I think there's something to be learned
1: yeah. about
0: that. For sure, mm. sense the community is like integral.
1: Mm. Yeah, so uh, you know, it's funny how we problems. both had <laughs> such bad experiences, but at least we learn from them, you know. At least we know, we realize that. And now, huh. now when I
0: look for like a therapist, I go through them like hotcakes. I'm like, you know, Tyra Banks and next Salmol. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but you know, you're no longer in the running to become my
1: therapist.
0: Mm. You know? Pack your things and leave the house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah.
0: It's definitely, you know, look for it. And your first one is not going to be always mm. the one that you like. So, you know, just cut them loose. Huh. Nobody got time for
1: that. Mm. You know? And that right. might be something quite hard for some people, for some people in different cultures that, you know, um, it's hard for them to say, you know, it's quite they might think that it's rude to just let them go, you mm-hmm. know? So it really takes time for people to you know, feel like, you know, they yeah, have to let things go. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. of course. Because it's something I had to learn by having a couple of bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple of bad ones and now from that trauma, <laughs> i have sort of been like, oh, I can't do this to myself again. This is yeah. is my time at many. But, um, yeah, for sure. But uh, you can't expect Yeah, you can't expect the first one you try. You know? mm. I think because mental health is a conversation,
1: you know, it mm. never ends. Yeah, it never ends. You know, if some yeah. um, if it's not like the world trying to break you, it might be something inside. <laughs> yeah,
0: it might be yourself. Yeah, it might you just be you. The whole yeah. Time. <laughs>
1: Uh, so that's very good advice, Pini. Thank you so much for, um, you know, when I asked you to talk about how you take care of well-being, you went straight to the end of the spectrum. Go find a therapist. So that's very good, you know. I really... It was something that I hoped to hear as well from you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh,
0: yes. I yes, mean, I escalated quickly, didn't I? Yeah. I think with small things, I something... Especially when I thought about my parents and the things that my parents have given me. And like I, I, sometimes I worry that I focus too much on the negatives. And then so he was like, um, what are some things that your parents have given you that you've liked? And so I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I clean really well. Like I look after my space or um, like I'm very well-spoken. Just try and focus on like the nice thing, which I know is very hard. And sometimes mm. they might be none. Well, I don't know everyone's situation, but um, the, I think that helped. It helped me see them as human.
1: It's the gratitude so you, part, right? Yeah.
0: Whenever my mum's like, Why don't you remember my Wi Fi password? And she's in Auckland. And she <laughs> called me and she's like, Why don't you remember my Wi Fi <laughs> so and I'm like, What is my mum coming me that I appreciate? Oh. <laughs> it's,
2: it's,
0: Mm. I think, um, yeah. I, and, I'm not a professional, so maybe this is useless, and you might want to type in and me because <laughs> this feel <girl> it's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> All this bullshit, uh, which is fine.
1: <laughs> well, we are here to share our personal stories yeah what works for us yeah, what, works for what are us? you wanting all well-being oh <laughs> way to go to point um the, the conversation but, um, to me you know what I
0: did there? Yeah. it can be helpful to do
1: this. yeah so i used to journal a lot but then i stopped but i, I remember how it helped me when i needed to mm-hmm. you know um Yeah, like, I used to write journals because I wanted to, you know. It was just a nice flow of, like, what I'm doing, um, how I'm feeling. And then at a point where I have nothing else to say, that's when I stopped. And then I realized that it was taking on, like, a routine where I feel like I have to write now. And that's when it's bad because, you know, when you realize that... um, that mental health is now a chore. <laughs> and I don't like that. I like doing things when I feel like it. And it really changes a lot. Do you feel that way as well?
0: Yeah, I have.
1: I remember.
0: Oh my God. So, this one. So, there's an episode of Rick and Morty where Rick turns himself into a pickle. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, in order to get out of meeting a psychiatrist. So his, his daughter wants to go to a family psychiatrist to talk about their family troubles and Rick doesn't want to go so much that he turns himself into a pickle, right? And then he ends up in the psychiatrist eventually through all these shenanigans. And she says, the thing about maintaining mental health is that, you know, it's a it's a, it's these small things, right? So you have to sort of build a tower and you build and it's it doesn't happen overnight. And it's sort of, and you have to take your small victories when you find them, mm. and it's sometimes because like times when I haven't like maybe cleaned my room for a month and it's like starting to get bad, and she said sometimes it's boring. Sometimes like cleaning my clothes or doing the dishes, but I need to do it for like to my my space not be filled with garbage.
2: Yeah.
0: Sometimes that it will be boring, and just one step at a time you know maybe just wash all the cups first. Mm. and maybe because that sort of maintenance is like constantly checking in with yourself and maybe you don't want to do that maybe you don't have a shower today but you have to but you have to sort of take those little victories where you can
1: you know? So t- I, t- I carry that with me. Uh, no, um, <clears throat> to get mental health advice from Ricky and Morty. Oh, <laughs> this no. That's trusting. amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would never have guessed that that show has that like very deep element. <laughs> I think mean,
0: you have
1: to find it under all the crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is so interesting. And um, yeah, I agree about taking small steps you know when you don't feel like doing the whole thing only do what you feel like is more important during that time
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. And it, it seems like a huge if you don't take the
0: small steps, it'll just be this huge mountain yeah and you'll never climb it i'm gonna quote you on that <laughs> i'm gonna quote my <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like a- a- Waiting on the other side yeah <laughs>
1: Uh, uh. <laughs> wow! Um, thank you so much, Peony, for this conversation. Uh, who Who would have thought that you know? I feel like I'm instantly friends with you now. Like I know, I know so are. much. I mean, like, it's just over, Are we so <laughs> We are. I, I no, I I do want to keep in touch with you because we do have like other opportunities that we may have, and we. So, before we end the show, do you mm-hmm. have another song that you'd like to share with us?
0: <laughs> well, I was not warned that I would be, in fact, giving two songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my! Uh, so, a song that is technically Tongan, but everyone I love, that you know, every island, every sound one I've ever met has loved, is Fa Lube yeah. by Spawn Breezy. <laughs> I, I play this song every time I drink. Um. I love this
1: song. Can you can you tell us a bit about the song? Um, so uh,
0: finally, a Spawn breezy. There he is. Uh, I think when you think about quintessential island music, you think of Spoon breezy. He's got the voice of an angel, mm-hmm. and I think the song is tied up with a lot of sort of good memories of just you know chilling with friends and family as well. Because everyone listens to the song, and usually if there's a family gathering, someone will put this on. So whenever I hear the song, I sort of I think of my community and and sing and I'll sing like I'll sing the song at the top of my lungs wherever I am (laughs) because I'll just remember us singing at the top of our lungs Mm. and it's in Tongan so it makes me feel like oh my god she's trying (laughs) to go even though it's one song and I'm and my Tongan friends have been like this is not this is nothing.
1: Thank you so much, Vinny, for the song and for this whole conversation. uh, Before we end the show, I I feel like I've said that a few times. (laughs) Before we really end the show, um, do you mind sharing, uh, giving another plug about the internship to our Maori and Pacifica listeners? If you are 17,
0: 18, 20, 21, maybe you're in your last year of high school or you're not in high school, and looking for work, or maybe you're just starting in Polytech or university, come on down to the library, ask for Peone uh, Longo or Peony Logo, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> or you can also reach me at peone.longo, uh, that's P E O N E dot L O G O, at D-C-C dot G-O-V-T dot Nz. So even if he's like, oh, my brother would love this, you know, shut up, <laughs> just, you know, pass my name along. Hmm. Thank
1: you so much. Thank <laughs> you. It's been really good chatting with you. And
0: I've been looking to meet you. I yeah. can't believe we don't know each other. I, I know, know, it's <laughs> you know. It's crazy. Yeah, in the light. We know each other.
1: Yeah. We'll be right back after this song.